today's episode of Small Screen Stories, Sonic the Hedgehog is getting a sequel, Simon Kinberg wants to direct an MCU X-Men movie, Zack Snyder's Justice League is coming to HBO Max, and I discuss the new Netflix docuseries, Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. So sit back and enjoy this episode of Small Screen Stories. Hello and welcome back to Small Screen Stories. This is a podcast where I usually go through all the news of the week in the world of entertainment and pop culture, and I also review some stuff every now and then. However, over the past few weeks, it's been quite different. I've been doing some interviews. We also had a few film clubs, which has been great. But this week, it's back to business as usual. So I'm going to go over some of the biggest stories of the week in the world of films and TV. So let's start off with news that's literally just landed. Paramount Pictures has greenlit a Sonic the Hedgehog sequel. So... (laughs) Sonic the Hedgehog is kind of a, a weird film because it came out this year before the pandemic and it's kind of one of the very few films I've actually seen this year in the cinemas and I actually really enjoyed it. So it was directed by Jeff Fowler and Jeff Fowler is, um, I believe he's an Australian director and when they released the first uh, the first trailer for this movie, people went a bit nuts because Sonic the Hedgehog looked really weird. I mean, he did. He, look, he looked bizarre. He looked terrible. And basically what he and Paramount Pictures decided to do was to kind of go back to the drawing board as far as the Sonic the Hedgehog character design was concerned and redesign the the character from scratch, which is an incredibly difficult thing to do. So it meant that it delayed the movie for, uh, well, it delayed it into 2020. It was originally supposed to be released in 2019. And It was released right before the pandemic and actually did really well at the box office, Um, mainly, well, for two reasons. One, it's actually, you know, not a, it's a, it's not a bad movie. It's it's a pretty good kind of kid-friendly action-adventure movie involving Sonic, which I actually really enjoyed. And I think a lot of people did, Uh, but also it was kind of one of the only movies out at the time, which meant that a lot of people went to go and watch it. But it ended up kind of getting a big following and loads of people went to see it. And actually, I left the cinema thinking I wouldn't mind to see a sequel because it ends on a bit of a cliffhanger involving Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik character and also Tails is, spoilers, uh, Tails is brought in. So it meant that they were thinking of doing a sequel. So it was revealed today by Variety that Paramount Pictures is going to make that sequel and that actually Jeff Fowler is going to return as director and that the film will be written, the script is going to be written by Pat Casey and Josh Miller. Uh, they didn't uh, announce a release date because, well, there isn't one. Uh, but it's, I think it's pretty good news and um, it's pretty positive news. There's been a lot of uh, negative news uh, around this. But let's move away from Sonic and on to X-Men. And in particular, the director of X-Men Dark Phoenix, which is Simon Kinberg, he recently uh, was part of a watch party with IGN. They were watching X-Men Days of Future Past. And during this watch party, he was asked whether he'd want to direct uh, an, um, an X-Men movie in the MCU. So let's just uh, make, make it clear now. The X-Men movie franchise was original, was made by 20th Century Fox. It's now going to... The X-Men are now part of... Well, Disney, after Disney's takeover of 20th Century Fox, which means Marvel Studios now has the X-Men back, which means they're definitely, pretty much definitely going to be making X-Men movies in the future. So he actually revealed that he'd love to make an X-Men movie for Marvel. Now, this is what he actually said. He said, um, I dedicated a lot of my life to Logan and Deadpool and the X-Men, and I would love to do a fresh take. 
insinuating that he'd love to get to make a movie in the MCU. He then went on to say, I love Endgame. It's one of my favorite comic book movies of all time. The MCU's tone in general is a bit more playful than our movies. We went more operatic, dramatic. <laughs> they certainly did. Um, so just to kind of give you an overview of what Simon Kinberg is, he's he's not really a director. He's directed a few movies recently, but he's actually mainly known as a producer. So he actually produced a lot of the X-Men movies. I think all of them, actually. And he actually produced a lot of the early ones with Kevin Feige, who's now Marvel's president and basically uh, the guy that decides everything at Marvel. And so they obviously have a close working relationship. And Simon Kimberg, whenever I hear him speak, he actually sounds like a very kind of genuine and decent guy. The issue is he made X-Men Dark Phoenix, which isn't very good. And he kind of also made Fantastic Four which was originally supposed to be directed by Josh Trank, and he had a bit of a meltdown. I think he kind of fell out with everybody on set. It's kind of really well-documented. Well, not well-documented, but it's kind of a, <laughs> the worst-kept secret in Hollywood that he kind of had a meltdown, and that that final movie that was released was not the movie that he wanted to make. He even said so on Twitter when the film was released. Incidentally, Josh Trank has been talking again. He's recently revealed that he doesn't want to do a Trank cut of Fantastic Four. And honestly, honestly, I don't think he should. I think he should stay away from that movie and do other stuff. But it sounds like Kim Kinberg is actually really interested in staying kind of part of the X-Men movies, which isn't a bad thing. He obviously knows the comics very well. He obviously has a love of, of, um, of the characters. And, you know, he, he produced Logan, which is one of the best, I think, one of the best comic book movies ever made. So he obviously knows how to produce a movie. So what I would say is maybe keep him on as a producer, maybe a creative kind of kind of be there in the with the writer in the writer's room, oversee ideas. But I would not have him helm one of these movies because I, I just genuinely don't think he's a very good director because... I mean, X-Men Dark Phoenix was was his movie. I mean, he did do extensive reshoots on them, basically changed the whole ending of the film. But a lot of the issues with that film are down to him and his decision-making. So I would I would say, I'm sorry, Simon, but maybe it's not for you. So I suppose the biggest news are in the world of pop culture, certainly movies-wise, has been Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League, which is definitely coming to HBO Max. It was revealed uh, during a, uh, a watch party of, I believe it was Batman versus Superman, but it might have been Man of Steel, I'm not sure. Henry Cavill was there. It was hosted on Vero. I mean, Zack Snyder's the only person in the world, I think, well, he's certainly the only celebrity, kind of, in brackets, in quotation marks, that I know that uses Vero still. But yeah, he did a big watch party on on there, and lots of DCU fans were kind of um, were joining in and watching along. And Henry Cavill had a lot of good positive things to say about playing Superman in the DCEU. And uh, that was when Snyder dropped the bomb that uh, his cut of Justice League is coming to HBO Max in 2021, which is mad. <laughs> you know, it's something that people have wanted for so so long. I've been personally pretty interested in seeing this because it's kind of I always wanted to see Zack Snyder's final vision I didn't much care for his DCEU films I actually think Man of Steel is, is pretty decent but um, I actually I think I've got problems with Batman versus Superman and um, and I also have uh, have well I suppose pretty big issues with Justice League but Justice League wasn't his movie really it was finished off by Joss Whedon 
So his films tended to be quite dark. There was a lot of violence in them. Um, you know, it's one of those. He's one of those directors that seems to. He's a bit. He's a bit like a kid. You know, he he just he just wants to make the coolest movie he can make. His films, however, they do look stunning. And I would, I would, I'm really interested in seeing what his initial vision was for Justice League, and actually seeing that, the final product of that. I think that would be really interesting. We've actually heard there, there are rumors now that originally it was estimated that the movie was going to cost Warner Brothers an extra twenty to thirty million dollars just to get it on the platform and to finish it, because it's actually apparently not finished. So there are still things to do. Uh, a lot of the original cast, they're going to come back and uh, and record some lines, some new lines of dialogue for the movie, which means they've got to be paid. There's a lot of, uh, you know, the the final <laughs> the final movie's not made, so there's a lot of things that needs to be done, a lot of CGI that needs to be finished. You know, that's basically what I think this is all going to be now. It's going to be finishing off shots. Because he didn't actually, he shot a lot of the movie, but before he was um let's say before he left the film uh i mean the reason why he left justice league is pretty well documented his daughter sadly passed away and um he decided to take some time but it rather than kind of shut the production down or pause it warner brothers decided to get joss whedon involved there have since been reports that actually they sacked him because they didn't like the movie he was making and they got joss whedon in i'm gonna say no matter what the story is the the final product justice league is a mess it's a mess of a movie you can tell that it's directed by multiple people you can tell that there's no real vision because of that because these are two directors they're completely different you could not get a more different director to Zack snyder than joss whedon Really, I mean, he made the Avengers movies, and those movies are very different to what Zack Snyder was trying to do. But the thing about Snyder that I like is that he is always true to himself, and he makes a gorgeous movie. They, his movies, cinema, his cinematography, like the cinematography in his films are are just incredibly captivating. And uh, unlike anything that we're really seeing in Hollywood, really, his movies look great. It, watching, for instance, look at Watchmen. Watchmen literally looks like it's been taken straight out of the comic book, which is, I mean, whether you like the film or not, I personally think it's quite good. Um, but, you, you know, you can't say that it's not a really well shot film. And it's the same with all his films. They're always really well shot. Uh, but with this, he's actually got the benefit of hindsight because he's seen, I mean, he claims that he hasn't actually seen um, <laughs> Joss Whedon's version of the film, but he has seen the reaction to that, surely. And he knows where the missteps were and he knows he'll know how to rectify that, which means eventually I'm pretty sure that we're going to get a very, I think, I'm pretty confident that this film will be pretty good. Fingers crossed. I really hope it's good because I just, even though I didn't much, I didn't really care much for Snyder's original one, apart from Man of Steel, I didn't care much for Batman vs Superman and, uh, and Justice League, even though it's not really his movie, I thought that was terrible. I really, I really want him to do well, and I really want this film to do well because I think I have a, a theory that this film is actually going to end on a, on a cliffhanger. I think we know Zack Snyder's also teased that Darkseid is going to be in this movie. Uh, he teased it on Twitter, so we know that there's more to this film than the original Justice League. Which the fact that Darkseid is going to be in it suggests to me that this film will probably end on a cliffhanger in which Darkseid wins, which will be very kind of Avengers Infinity War. Uh, but, 
you know, I like that. I like that idea. Why not do it with Darkseid? He's basically Thanos, just, I think, even more powerful. But um, I like the idea of them ending on a cliffhanger and then having the possibility of Zack Snyder making another Justice League movie, which I think, you know what? These movies could be straight to HBO Max movies. I don't, I think that would be really interesting. It would be a, a reason for, I mean, I'm here in the UK, so I don't think I can subscribe to HBO Max, which is kind of annoying. But it would be a, re- once it's, kind of released worldwide it would be a really good incentive for people to subscribe to hbo max knowing that these dc eu kind of movies Zack snyder movies are going to come to that platform and they might even start doing some smaller budget movies and bringing them to that platform rather than releasing them in cinemas with the whole coronavirus pandemic we have to change the way i mean the movie industry has to change it there's there's no question about it they're just going to have to change the way they do things which means that they're going to have to think about other ways of releasing movies uh so why not why not have a justice league part two which was actually the original plan was to have this and make this into two movies which means we'll end up getting the movies that Zack Snyder wanted to make which I think is great I think the the thing that he should probably concentrate on i don't know i don't know how far his netflix zombie movie is he's making it a zombie movie for netflix i would like to see that as well so i hope he gets to make that and um he made his name with the dawn of the dead remake that film is fantastic his his version his take on that movie is brilliant i think that's his best movie ever maybe that in 300 but um it looks like it's you know Bright times ahead for Zack Snyder and uh, all those DCEU fans that were <laughs> just bombarding Twitter with release the Snyder Cut. I actually think it was the most tweeted like Warner Brothers film of all time, the Zack Snyder Justice League, and it wasn't released. <laughs> I mean, it's it's madness, but you know, I'm happy to see that it was uh, it's finally come out. Other news. Uh, I'm just. I'm going to go over some of the news quite quickly. So today it was actually revealed that Blumhouse's upgrade is going to get a sequel, but not the sequel that you might expect. It's actually a TV series. Um, if you haven't seen Upgrade, it's uh, directed by Lee Whannell, who directed The Invisible Man, which I I think at the I think it's going to be my favorite film of the year because uh, you know lots of not many movies are coming out this year, but. Apparently, they're going to make a follow-up, which is going to be a TV series. This is according to Deadline. And I think this is a fantastic movie. This movie, uh, this is a fantastic idea. The movie was fantastic. It came out in 2018. I actually, I, I'm pretty sure, I think it was definitely in my top five movies of that year. It starred uh, Logan Marshall Green, who is basically, he's a bit like, he, he looks a lot like Tom Hardy and he kind of acts a lot like him. Um, Up- Upgrade was kind of that... 2018's Venom movie which was better than the Venom movie if that makes any sense and uh, I'm actually I'm just really happy that they're kind of expanding this world it's apparently going to broaden the universe uh, with an involved version of STEM which is the kind of bit of kit bit of tech that's put into the uh, leads the lead character's brain and a new host imagining a world in which the government uh, repurposes STEM to help curb criminal activity. It sounds really interesting. It sounds a bit like um, Minority Report in a weird way, but I like it. I think it's a good idea. It's a good premise. And why not? Why not do a series based on, you know, it's set in this world? Uh, the other news that we had is that, well, if you listen to the last episode, we had Jeremy Webb on. 
and he's a director of well, he directs tv sh- uh, episodes of tv shows and he's directed some incredible uh, episodes of some really fantastic tv shows he's worked a lot with netflix he directed episodes of uh, the umbrella academy season one he's directed the finale of season two uh, he's directed episodes of altered carbon season two downton abbey legion marvel's runaways uh, doctor who you know the the list is endless. He's uh, Fear the Walking Dead. He directed some episodes of that as well. So he was on the on the show last week. Uh, if you listen to it, then you will know this bit of news. But he basically um, confirmed that Altered Carbon season three is kind of in the works, and uh, which means that this is really good news because basically means that Netflix is very very happy with season two and they're going to green light a season three. I'm pretty certain that the the Umbrella Academy is going to get um, is uh, is going to get five seasons in total. At least I hope it will. And um, kind of it kind of deserves. I think it deserves five seasons to be honest, because it's just it's it's such an interesting. The books are great. If you've read the comic books, they're dark horse comic books. They're fa- they're really really fantastic, and there's a lot of ways they can go with this show they can take it they can be inspired from the books um or they can go down a completely different route it doesn't really matter to be honest but they can use the comic books as a as a good kind of source and um jeremy told me that they're already kind of working on scripts which basically means they've greenlit it really but um, netflix doesn't like to announce any anything until the very last minute or until at least um the current season has been released. So we know that the Umbrella Academy season two is going to be released on July 31st on Netflix, which is great. And um, he also, uh, Jeremy also told us that season two is going to be even better than season one. So that's all fantastic news about some really, really good TV. That's a really good TV show and I can't wait for that to come up. But I suppose the biggest news of the week was the fact that um, Netflix dropped their new docuseries about Jeffrey Epstein. So people have already been kind of freaking out on the internet about this about this docuseries. It's a four-part docuseries, and um, I've written quite a lot about it on the site. And I have some thoughts. So Jeffrey Epstein is uh, was uh, a horrible, horrible man. Um, he, he was a financier, and no one really knew how he got his money or where he got his money from. He uh, abused young, underage women for years um on his kind of island which has been called i think it's pedophile island now but you know and it's so it was um he eventually he was caught like really 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 just it was it took far too long but this docuseries kind of uh focuses on the moments before that so who was jeffrey epstein how did he get to where he got what happened to the you know the victims a lot of it are interviews with um with the victims they also interview alan Dershowitz, who's one of who was one of jeffrey epstein's lawyers who actually managed to kind of get him off the first time around so epstein was sentenced to i think it was 18 months in prison but it <laughs> really wasn't prison it was basically like being uh, held up in a in a kind of middling motel i suppose in the us or over here like a, a and it's just a kind of rubbishy 
yeah not a very good hotel but he was allowed to leave it for like 12 hours a day and he was allowed to work and you know he was working i think six days out of seven in in the week and he he had to he got to pay his own prison guard who was the one that was supposed to keep an eye on him and you know it's it's all everything about jeffrey epstein stinks absolutely everything he was very close to people like bill clinton donald trump you know very rich people very people in very high you know, people of in very high positions people of power and we don't we still after watching this documentary i still don't really know how he did this um it kind of come that i suppose what they're saying is that he was he was a pedophile yes but he was also he was a psycho he was a psychopath and he manipulated people and people were impressed by him whether or not I suppose that you know there's all the there was all this sex trafficking uh, going on, which actually isn't really discussed in this. It kind of is and it isn't. The thing is, it's so focused on Jeffrey Epstein that the problem is is that there's a there's a much bigger story here, and um, it's more about people in 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 positions of power. People, you know, powerful rich people doing whatever the hell they want to do, and just because they can get away with it, and they know they can, and they're kind of it's all all of this kind of sex trafficking stuff was it was must have been sourced by epstein but they don't really go into that and i mean i the victims do they talk about more about their you know personal experiences which is of course very important and then there are bits of it about uh, prince andrew and um you know Kev, uh, there's some bits about like Ke- there's a very kevin spacey is very briefly mentioned bill clinton is very briefly mentioned actually there's a whole part in it where they're like bill clinton came we saw him quite a few times but you know he never did anything so i mean i don't i don't know i think there's a lot more to this story than than what's in this docuseries and that's that is my kind of issue with it, I suppose, that it, I mean, this is an ongoing story, so we still don't know what happened. We still, I mean, he, he supposedly killed himself in prison, but that, he didn't. He didn't, you know, he, he was killed. It was a hit. But we don't know who's behind it. We can guess. And the thing is, this this, this docuseries is, this is the issue that I have with it, is that it's a four-part series, but it really should be more because... May, I wonder whether they kind of rushed it out and they were like, this is what we've got so far. This is the ending that we've come up with. And it's a very, you know, it's very much focused on the victims, which is really important and is actually the right way to go. But I I think there needs to be more research done into this. And um, maybe the fact that it's coming on Netflix is, I don't know, maybe a bit of an issue. I don't know, because it's basically... A lot of what Epstein did was tied to Hollywood. He was very friendly with a lot of very powerful people in Hollywood. For instance, um, uh, Harvey Weinstein was a, was supposedly a, a good friend of his, and there's Harvey Weinstein's involved, kind of mentioned in this docuseries. In this docuseries, slightly, they actually interview Alan Dershowitz, which I thought was in that was that was good because he's um, he was a very like he, he was his lawyer. So I mean, he's he was also himself implicated in. By some people on the island but he claims that yeah, he had nothing to do with that and he never touched any underage woman which who, who knows you know you've got uh, I would I I would have just liked to have seen a bit more research done and a kind of trying to get to the bottom of this really I mean horrible insidious story which I think needs I think there really needs to be 
more research done, more we need to uncover more evidence. We need to know more about this because it's it's an issue and the people he was hanging out with are still, you know, one of them's the president and one of them's a former president. You know, we, we really do need to look into this. And um, also about his his kind of girlfriend as well, who isn't interviewed in it as e- either. And she's denied all allegations again that made against her claiming that she... Um, she was basically procuring girls for him and also abused a number of these women herself, uh, according to many of these women's statements. What's really the thing, though, that's that's I think is really important about this, about Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich, is that these the victims finally get their chance to talk and to tell their story. And that's what's really important. And that's probably one of the reasons why it was it was released now, maybe earlier than they were probably anticipating it to be released, because it's something that needs to be, it needs to get out there, because unfortunately, these women didn't get their justice, or they didn't get their justice, because he died before they could even, uh, before he ever went to court, so they couldn't face him and and show, and and the docuseries does talk about that, and, and that's, that's, I think that's really important. So, I suppose, to kind of, <laughs> I suppose that was a bit rambly, but I suppose my my conclusion on this is that the docu series is you definitely should watch it if you're interested in this. I actually think everyone should watch it, and I think everyone should research Jeffrey Epstein and and, and really question what's going on, um, and question people in 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 positions of power at the moment throughout all of history, really. But also that this this series isn't really there's no conclusion to it you know that there's no conclusion to Jeff, to the to Jeffrey Epstein's story because as i said before it's an ongoing story and there are also people in high positions of power that are implicated in this so it's it's something that um i don't maybe someone is 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 doing something in the background right now maybe there's some investigative journalist that's trying to figure out what really happens it's a very dark story and um i mean I think I think everyone should watch it. I really do. Um, I think everyone, everyone, the more we we know about people like Jeffrey Epstein, and the more, the more that comes out, and the more that women get to speak out about this sort of thing, the better. But um, yeah, I suppose <laughs> that might be the way to to end this week's episode of Small Screen Stories. It was a bit of a uh, a shorter episode than normal because um to be honest we're in a, a really bizarre time where there's actually not that much news i suppose i could have i could have done a whole episode about ruby rose uh, exiting batwoman but that's again that's an ongoing story and actually something that i'm probably going to cover more extensively further down the line but there's so much stuff that I'm trying to cover. It's all on small screen, so please go go on on small screen to check it out. And um, there was a lot to get through this week, and of course, I merely scratched the surface of all the news that came out this week. But you can you can go and check out small screen, which is at www.small-screen.co.uk for even more pop culture news, features, and reviews. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at small screen GB. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And uh, I'll see you back here same time next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.